Hey, this is Daryl Lyons, CEO and co-founder of Pax Financial Group, and I'm glad you joined our program. Really, what we're trying to do is help you have just enough insight and wisdom so that you can make smart decisions with your money for not just you, but also your family and your business. And so we've got a really fun uh, segment today. Um, we're going to be talking to Esther Pippoli with Loss of Life Advocates. So excited to have you today, Esther. This is going to be good. But before we jump into the content, I've got something for my from my legal team. So let me give that to you real quick. This material contains general information only and is not intended to provide specific investment tax or legal advice. Visit PaxFinancialGroup.com for more information. Investment advisory services offered through Pax Financial Group. Okay, look, we're not going to waste any time. This is really important. Top five things someone should do after losing a spouse and esther you're the expert in this space and you say number five is take a deep breath and then contact your team tell exactly. me more so you know one of the things that people get overwhelmed of course watching someone that they love pass away never easy um so the first stress that usually happens is you know now what do we do do we immediately jump into the funeral planning the financial stuff and i always say you know just take the deep breath you know, look at the people that are around you and then start looking at who your financial advisor is, your financial team, your banker, your lawyer, your CPA, reach out to them initially and let them know that your loved one has passed away and ask them if there's anything initially that you need to do or they need to do, like paperwork, filling out forms that they can assist you with. Sometimes there's phone calls that they can make on your behalf, but just letting them know that you actually um, are, you know, that your loved one has passed away. And then also if you have meetings with them, make sure you take somebody with you or you ask them for permission to record the conversations so that you remember later, because a lot of times people go into these meetings, the financial people, the lawyer, whoever is giving you a bunch of stuff, they're giving you a lot of stuff at, at a fast pace because they know that that person has passed away and they start to say, okay, okay, you've got everything right. And then you get home and your family says, well, now what, what did they say? And you're like, I don't remember. So taking somebody with you or asking if you can record the conversation is super important. Now, people that are hearing from me for the first time, Esther, don't know that you are uh, the founder of Loss of Life Advocates, but not only have you helped, I'm imagining hundreds of people, but also you yourself have been through a loss. And so you come at this from a very empathetic angle. I'm going to send people to your website, Loss of Life Advocates, for them to learn more and hear about your story. But let's move to number four on our top five countdown. Uh, number four, um, if there's a business partner, then there has to be a conversation, right? Exactly, which is super important. So what I can say from my own personal experience, my husband was a trial lawyer, so he had his own business, his own PLLC, Professional um, Limited Liability Corporation. And when he passed away, the people that officed with him kind of went into their own mode. They were doing their own thing, making decisions on his behalf for the business. And in all entirety, it was my decision as a spouse to go in there and make those decisions for my husband on behalf of his company as the executor of his estate. Mm -hmm. So really having those conversations um, ahead of time. Also, if you have, um, if your loved one is a business partner um, and has one or a business team that they're working with, they're gonna have their own team of people. It's almost good for you to get your own team together to make sure that you've got a second set of opinions going into what the contracts look like. You know, did they have a buy sell? Was there a key man policy involved? Was there no insurance involved? What's gonna happen with the clients? If you have the same lawyers, the same financial team that's working with all the partners, you're not gonna have the best um, advice on your behalf given to you. 
Oh, good stuff. Mm -hmm. that's, that's difficult and, and it's hard to navigate, but it's very important. Uh, good information. If, if you're uh, dealing with this um, or you're concerned about this, please watch this a couple times or uh, listen to this podcast a couple times because there's some gold in what you just said. Uh, number three, um, do not tell your banker. Yes. Most important because if your banker, um, if you are not joint on any of the accounts, on the business accounts, there's a lot of times I meet spouses where the husband has his own business, but the wife is not on the, as a signer on the joint account. So they go in to try to access those funds to pay for burial arrangements or, or anything after somebody passes away. And the banker un unfortunately has to freeze those accounts mm. and go through probate and file the will and any of the other um, important documentation that happens after someone passes away. And that can freeze an account for up to a month. So if you're not on a joint account, and even if you're having, if you're watching this and your spouse and does have a business, um, have them set up an account that you have access to to make sure you can pay some of those end of life debts that come up immediately following a loved one passing away, including you know overhead for employees, insurance. Um, there's a lot of things that the, the company has to still continue to pay for. So really making sure that you have all those things tied up and not telling the banker until you've consulted with your financial team to make sure that those accounts are set up correctly. Is yeah, you're right. You know, um, as a financial advisor and, and working with you, um, there's definitely things that we can do to prepare. Um, so that way that doesn't happen. And you can, you could tell your banker because you've already prepared, right? That would be an ideal scenario. But if you haven't prepared, you need access to cash. And if you tell your banker, they're going to have to freeze it. Am I hearing you correctly? Exactly. Exactly. So in my situation, my husband was a trial lawyer. I was not on any of any part of his business. So when I went in to go meet with his banker, she said, you know, unfortunately you're not on his accounts. So I can't even give you bank statements. I was playing clue trying to figure out how things were paid for um, after my husband died. And because I wasn't on his account, I didn't have access to that information. I was literally having to call up creditors and say, I see this American Express bill, I see this bill, I see the Spectrum bill, um, AT&T. How was he paying you because he's passed away? I need to change pay form of payment so that it doesn't bounce or the checks. It just can become a really big ball of yarn that goes unwinding really fast. That's so good. Okay, and unfortunately, um, it happens a lot. When I say it's so good, it's good information. Uh, number two, set up an appointment with your physician. Okay, I want to hear more there. Yeah, so many people after um, they lose a loved one, they don't really take care of themselves. And so one of the first things that I always recommend is have, when was the last time you went to the doctor? What are your medical conditions? So for me, I was a walking time bomb. My, I looked perfectly fine. My employer thought I was fine. My friends thought I was fine. But my blood pressure was like 176. It was high but I looked okay. People looking at me would have thought she's fine. She's functioning. Um, but on all reality clients, anybody who has a, the loss of a loved one, even the children, if there's adult children or small children, you yourself, get yourself and your kids and your family to the doctor, get yourself assessed. And as I say, get benchlined because you now are starting from a new process of benchlining your health. It's never going to be the same as it was before. Now, some people might be experiencing that stress before that loss, but even knowing that doctor going, okay, you're gonna have grief, we need to make sure we give you anxiety medication or blood pressure medication or just something to help you sleep. Um, those are important, but a lot of people tend to let time go before they go and take care of themselves. And unfortunately, it's a high ratio of spouses that pass away or get sick or have some type of sudden um, medical condition within like 90 days to six months after they lose their loved one. 
That's very good. You know, for those that are listening or watching, um, PAX Financial Group went through the loss of life advocacy training, and, and it was very helpful and very insightful on how we can communicate and provide direction um, to those that have just lost a spouse, a loved one. Um, we specifically wanted to introduce uh, this curriculum to our team during the COVID crisis as we were um, a lot of a lot of things were happening right in our communities. And so I really appreciate Esther, you investing in our PAX team. And so that leads me to the uh, number one, you are not alone. Tell me more about what it means to not be alone in the uh, very essence of losing a loved one. Well, you know, we take for granted, especially now during our, our, our COVID climate, right, that people have somebody around them, that they have their family members. And given our circumstances, um, and I, before this even happened, you know, six months ago, I would tell people, don't ever assume that people have a lot of people around them to support them. And some people like to isolate, um, but with Lola- One more time, Esther, don't assume what? People are a little alone because a lot of people tend to want to isolate. Yeah. So, you know, people will say, I'm fine, and they, they think they need to be alone, but in all reality, there needs to be somebody else with them. Um, and I always talk about this point when it comes to employers specifically, or even financial advisors and people that work with them in that financial um, segment. You're such a close relationship that making sure that they've got that support that they need to make sure that you're keeping eyes on them. You don't need to specifically have conversation, just making sure that they've got that support there for them um, and not being alone to make decisions, not being alone because vulnerability comes into play big time. You know, people start saying, well, it's gonna cost you this much money for this and this much money for this. Having somebody else there to be able to walk you through and make sure that you're not being taken advantage of for something that could cost like a cremation you know, we can get a simple cremation for $595 in San Antonio. Um, unfortunately, if you go down to a really nice brick and mortar funeral home, which has a reputation for being here for over hundreds of years, and you know, there's all these uh, names around, big names around them. We'll mention the big names, but um, they can range from $3,000 to $6,000 for a cremation. So if you're talking to somebody that is on a very limited budget or they don't have access to that cash because the life insurance hasn't been cashed or, or they're not gonna come into money um, anytime soon, Having somebody there to take care of them during that time is um, taking care of their vulnerability, which goes back to you're not alone. So that's what we really like to emphasize. Now, if somebody it, it wants to reach out to you because they feel alone and they need an advocate, how do they get in touch with Lola? Well, they can either go through our website, which is lossoflifeadvocates.com, and there is a schedule an appointment, which they can do all online, or they can simply just call at 210-802-2224. And that gets direct access to me. I answer my phone. I'm actually one of those CEOs is kind of wanting to be there on the front end. I have a group of advocates that work with me all over San Antonio and Texas that we push off to if somebody's in Poteet or if somebody's in Corpus Christi or somebody's in Laredo, we can take care of them um, virtually or in person if that's what they need. Oh, it's good stuff. Esther, thank you so much for what you do for our community and people who are really struggling right now. I want them to make sure that they know that you're out there as an advocate for them. If, for some reason um, they want to come through PACS, we can walk alongside of you, which well also. Um, look, thank you for being here, Esther, so much. And thank you for those that are listening. I want to remind those that are listening or watching that one of the most important phrases that has impacted the way I think about money is this. You think differently when you think long-term. And I want you to continue to settle in on that phrase as you make money decisions throughout your life. Again, thank you, Esther. And we look forward to seeing everyone next week. Thanks.